0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, and right now, we present. We got a fun show for you today, and I'm really looking forward to talking to the man of the hour, the cast of a thousand uh, people, Uh, (laughs) and it's Tim Pearson. Pearson, is that correct? Pearson, yeah. Perfect. And, uh, and Mitch uh, Parfit is with us. And I I drug Mitch into this because he's a bit of an actor himself and has done uh, some theater and some things. And so I thought he would really appreciate talking to somebody who does what you do, Tim. And tell our audience what exactly it is that you do do.
1: That, that I do do. Um,
0: with your do-do. No, forget that. It's Kevin's favorite thing to say. <laughs> it
1: is. Um, <laughs> I I could best be described as a special makeup effects and character artist uh, for film and television and video things like that. So I do you know I do everything from beauty to um, like creatures, Lord of the Rings, zombies, that kind of stuff. Um, Oddly, the only thing I don't do in the makeup world is hair. Why is that? there's just so much of it. I don't know what to do with it. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm great with faces. I mean, and... I had a
2: feeling by looking at you that you <laughs> well,
1: ironically, uh, <laughs> up until about six years ago, my hair was almost down to my elbows. Oh. And I wore it like that for for decades. And and uh, over the years my wife had said, I think you should try shaving your head and see if you like it. You've you've done all these different hairstyles over the years. Um, and I was uh For me, my my hair was my Linus blanket. Can I get that? It was my security.
2: Your Uh, your Samson, your power.
1: It was. It was my Samson, man. Um, And I went ahead and I shaved it off and I went, this is, I love this. I absolutely love this. It
2: looks good on you. Some people can't pull it off as well well as
1: others. And I knew that. I thought, well, I went down to a buzz cut first.
2: <laughs> trial run
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't have the shape to support it um and the irony of that is when i shave it i had so many people telling me that i looked younger yeah i don't quite get because my hair when it's grown out doesn't have hardly any gray and all my gray is right here so yeah. it was just kind of a you know dark blondish brown um but somehow mm-hmm. the bald made me look younger so
0: you know, That's it's amazing it. that you would say when you grow it out, that is a um, um, a dream of mine to be able to grow out my hair. Yeah, it no longer is there.
1: So yeah, well, um, well, this is this is shaved at least every other day. So my oh, hair grows.
0: Wow. Do you ever cut yourself? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. You don't,
1: you don't you don't realize you've done it until afterwards. And you go, wait a second, what am I bleeding up
0: there? You know, well, that that
1: Kevin's
2: just
0: waiting for his to fall out. So (laughs) he's just, he's not shaving it. He's just waiting until it's all gone. And as as his happening over time, and you know, the sad thing is I've got a 35 year old and a 31 year old, and they're both losing their hair as well. So it's a genetic thing, I'm afraid. Yes, yes, Uh, indeed.
1: I always heard that they get the, the hair genetics from the mother's side of the family. Is that, is that not right?
0: Well, I'd like to, I'd I've like to blame it on her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure she's going to accept that, but that's, yes. no. that's okay. So you were just showing us one of the masks that you, uh, that you, you, that you make.
1: Show, yeah. Show this is uh, It's always weird doing this backwards in the camera um so i like to make these uh, what i call wall mounts so they're just you know foam filled in the back Um, and these are uh, i found this reference picture on the internet and i do not remember the name of the artist Um, i tweaked it a bit i changed the design to kind of make it my own but i always like to springboard off of something um and i've been doing this for over 40 years and there's generally not a time where i'm not looking at some kind of reference to then create you know something that i'd like to do so i've got stuff up in here but somehow it just doesn't come out the way that i've got it in here and so i like visuals visual reference
0: well and you've done everything mitch you'd appreciate this he's done everything from from you know using me making these models and stuff to doing body painting of people
1: yeah I've been body painting now for I don't know, twelve years, 12, 13 years.
0: And like and he, he he was saying that there is protocol involved with body painting for those of you that that may be thinking something else. Um, yeah. it, it is it is done very professionally.
1: Yeah, well, very. Um, in fact, my my kind of byline for body painting is uh, it's classy, not trashy. And whenever I paint, the model has to bring a friend. So there's always several people in the room. It's not just one-on-one with the model. Um, and I think that just sets a better atmosphere for everybody. Um, and I'm, it, my, my goal obviously is to do the best type of paint look that I can do. But my, my primary goal and my foundational thing is the, uh, the comfort of the model. Does she feel comfortable? Does she feel safe? Um, she could she could feel free to ask me any questions. If I'm sometimes I get kind of uh, really uh, focused on what I'm doing, um, and if perhaps you know I I place a hand to do something, I, I always say anything that doesn't feel right, let me know because I get I get lost in the paint, you know, um, and sometimes I'll just you know, I need to place the hand here. Uh, often what I'll tell them is I'll say, um, when I'm doing fine detail work, it's very hard for me to do detail work with a brush and not have some kind of foundation for my hand to rest on. I don't know if you've seen old pictures of uh, sign painters or guys that used to do the lettering on people's doors. They had a stick with a soft ball at the end and they, they would put that up on, the, up on the window and they'd rest their hand against it when they do these fine lines Mm. and so what i do and i ask permission for this every time is i'll use my little pinky and i'll just put my little pinky on them just so i can have that i'm not uh, you know like a
0: pivot pointer right Mm.
1: with fine line stuff Um, have
0: you ever done men
1: i have Uh, men are harder to do i can only
0: imagine why no pun intended
1: Oh yeah, you know they 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 wear the models also wear uh, uh, modesty covers, uh, nipple covers, and and uh, crotch covers. Uh, guys are harder unless they're shaved, clean shaved. Uh, it, a body paint just looks crap over hair. Uh, well, so I see, much
0: I was thinking for va- or for thank or for uh, um, Halloween that you could body paint yourself.
2: Body paint myself. <laughs>
0: or have <laughs> i have don't think it. that would turn out too good yeah. it'd be hard to do the backside i'd imagine yeah,
2: I mean, I'd, I'd be missing some spots for sure grab
1: something out of camera real quick here. Uh, and i'm back i don't know if this will really show up well but this is an example whoops of one of my body paints
2: oh wow oh wow yeah That's you amazing. wouldn't be able you would if somebody didn't tell you that it was body paint you'd think it was real yeah. close
1: That was about probably three and a half hours worth of painting.
0: Can you make somebody skinnier?
1: Uh with the right lighting. Um (laughs) I've seen other amazing body painters who will take someone that's a little um not comfortable with how their body looks, and then they will paint an outfit on them and then on the sides or the you know extra parts that they don't want shown, they paint it in black and then they'll photograph them in front of a black background and so it takes away it's it's like live photoshop you know you just okay. trip the eye into to make somebody look a little thinner
0: so. well i'm i'm all up for that <laughs> <laughs> although i don't think you paint old men i'm pretty sure
1: no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> i'm just the old man painting
2: people <laughs> kevin you're asking a lot of questions that are going in a direction right now <laughs> I know. It's, 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 kevin it's wants weird. to be your
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. i want to be he your, your titanic old man model he that's wants right. you to paint him like one of your french women
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> and we got a couple of comments that uh mitch would you like to read this one that's that's not dick smith laughing out loud that's tim (laughs) i'm scared to know who dick smith is
1: uh dick smith was uh an academy award-winning makeup artist had a 50-year career in the industry he was considered the godfather of modern makeup effects and he was my teacher oh wow oh i learned learned all from him after his uh, uh, 50-year career he retired and uh, wanted to teach, you know, wanted to share his knowledge. And it, it came from his being in the industry way back in the day, and the makeup artists that were around during the times, anything that they did that that seemed like, ooh, this is new and different, and how how did they do that? They would take those secrets to the grave with them. They would not share those with anybody. And, and Dick was One of those guys that was trying to get into the business and learn and nobody would would apprentice him or anything and so it put him in a mindset of you know what if anyone ever asks me a question about how i did something i will tell them and before he did this course uh, that came out in 1985 uh, if somebody would write him uh, questioning hey how did such and such happen he would write them a three or four page letter and formulas and things this is exactly how i did it because his idea was if we don't share things we come up with within the industry then the industry never grows right um so yeah he retired in 1985 he was only going to take 100 students between the usa and europe and somehow i was in the first 100 students back in 85.
0: Congratulations. That's pretty. Thank
1: you. One of the one of the best. uh, Well, thank you, Catherine. Um, One of the best things I did was that was that training. And it was um, it was just through the mail. You know, Um, and back in 85, you know, we didn't have what we have now, you know, video chats and whatnot. So he would he was literally writing a 24 chapter book. And the very first thing I got in the mail was the first chapter. And then every couple of weeks, he would send a new chapter as it was written. So by the time our course was done, we had this book of, you know, Dick Smith's brain and everything he knew. And then we would do work based on what we've learned and we'd send him big eight by tens, you know, actual eight by tens in the mail. And then he would critique and he would write back and say, this looks great, you need to work on this. Uh, he was very kind, but he was very straightforward. Um, and then he gave us all his phone number. He was got a question that that we're just not communicating well over, over through the mail. give me a call. So I did. I had several uh, conversations with him over the years. Uh, and he was he was always gracious. And most often he would answer the the question that I had. But then he would he would go off on these stories of the industry and the and people that he'd worked with. And uh, so it was really cool. We had great conversations. There was only one phone call, <laughs> which I regret uh, because I, I was on the West Coast. He's on the East Coast. I didn't know about times. So one of those phone calls was during his dinner um, and he was a little short with me on that one. And, um, and I so I, I apologize. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm all screwed up with time changes and whatnot. So that was a short conversation. Um, <laughs> rather than that, he was great. He was extremely gracious, uh, and an amazing teacher. So he did it this way, uh, with, you know, through the mail thing. He said, you know, I could, I could have a class and have people come and take my course. He said, but then I feel like all I'd have is a little Bunch of Dick Smith carbon copies running around, because it would be so hands-on. Is how you do it. He said, "I'm I'm giving you the knowledge. Now you create your own style and whatnot using what I have have taught you." So that was how that was how he did it. Um, He died years back. I think he was about 94 when he died. Uh, And now there's a gentleman uh, by the name of Andrew Clement who was one of the original 100 students. who discussing with, with Dick before Dick passed, uh, he passed the course down to Andrew. So Andrew runs the course. Now,
0: speaking of which great minds think alike. Andrew's, Amber's got a question for you.
1: Okay. Am I going to teach classes? You know, um, I did teach for four years up in Seattle. Excuse me. Um, I do, I do workshops here at my studio in Tacoma. Um, Every now and then, as I get enough people that want to learn a particular something that I do. But there was a school in Seattle that was called Tint, and it was the School of Makeup and Cosmetology. And they had a um, they had a six-month master makeup artist program. And one of the months out of the six was all on special makeup effects. And so I became their teacher and did that for four years um, until the school closed down. Uh, shortly after COVID, excuse me, <coughs> uh, we did a, we did a year uh, during the shutdown, uh, teaching zoom classes. Uh, I, I taught right here from my studio. And it was very, <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, I felt bad for the students because, you know, we can see everybody's on, on screen. And we combined our Seattle and Texas students. And then me and two of the other Texas teachers would take turns doing demos or whatnot. And then the other person would field questions as we were doing our demos. But you can see, you can see the faces of these students and half of them just looked like, oh, I can't see anything, Zoom is bad. They weren't saying those things, but you can, you could just see it you could just see it and I, I just felt so bad so i had a, i did have a, a, an opportunity to meet the seattle students when we came back and they were in another module probably beauty or bridal or something but I, I did have a chance to touch base with them anyway i do i do classes here but it's not a regular thing it's uh, i have got a, I got to have at least four or five people that are interested in learning something and then i bring them in and and we do a, a day or two learning how to do small prosthetics or cuts, bruises, things like that.
0: If somebody wants to come and learn from you, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Um, They can get a hold of me through uh, my, I'll call it my website. It's Instagram. Um, And it's just castofthousandstudios.com. And they can they can, uh, message me on Instagram. That's really where I get a lot of uh, connections and work that I do. I did have an actual website years ago and didn't realize uh, until a year and a half of having it up that it wasn't uh, mobile friendly, you know, mobile. and so it took forever to load up. And uh, the guys that were doing the site for me said, you know, if you switch to this other thing it's a faster load up and whatnot. And frankly, I never got around to it. I just started the Instagram thing. Um, and that's done well for me. I I do want to put up an actual website though. That would be, that would be fantastic.
0: Well, if you ever get around to that, I've got people, I know people that can do that.
1: You know, people I like, I like people who know people
0: yeah i can't do a dang thing but i got people who can including one of the ones that you're looking at right there mr mr uh mitch right there so he, <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit well you he he was born of an age when computers were around when he was young um, yeah well i was born in
1: 1960 that tells you how old i am we were excited when pong came out on the computers. <laughs> that was ex- like oh you can make it oh yeah and so yep. here right now with virtual reality and, and all that stuff it's it's pretty crazy
2: it's definitely on another level right now that's I, right oh, i don't i don't play a lot of video games but i like the old school ones like i literally I have my sega genesis that i got when i was four, Oh wow i yeah. just got new i just got new Uh, video and power cords and stuff for it and i have about 30 different sega games the old cartridges and stuff Oh yeah, i like playing the old 16 bit i mean it's it's not quite as far back as like atari and pong and some of those other games but i still like playing those i go to sometimes you've ever gone to the castle arcade have you heard of that i have not they they have two or three of them I, i don't know how far south they go but they're it's like a 18 or over or 21 and over um arcade and so you they serve beer and like wine and um seltzers and stuff like that no hard a and you can bring your own food there you can even order food and have it brought there but yeah it's old old pinball machines a lot of the old school games they have some new but it's very very retro and it's a place you can go and have a beer and play some of those old games pretty cool so if you ever see one check it out
1: (laughs) something here i don't know what they do the the alcohol thing but it's called dorkies have you heard of dorkies how it's really like crazy. down in Tacoma, and it's it's all the, the those old, you know, Pac Man and and pinball and all that. Yeah,
0: That's I've cool. I've got a console, they've, a a full blown console that has three thousand games in it. So ha, well, I win.
1: It. You do win.
0: That's cheating. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> not the same. It's well. I see. I grew up in a time when. um Do you remember Asteroids?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Asteroids was, was
0: absolutely brand new. And there would be a whole row of them in the tavern uh, that I would go to. And it, it was like one of the first, you know, full console video games and stuff. And so we would go there and play Asteroids. Um, and, and now that's in my house. So you'll have to come down. I uh, mentioned uh, we'll play Asteroids or de- Defender yeah. or or one of the 3,000 other games
1: yeah but back, uh, back just maybe my senior year of high school maybe the year after had a buddy of mine that was a manager of a of an arcade in the local mall and we go in on the weekends after the after the place would close and we'd go in there we'd be in there till two or three in the morning and he just opened the machines and click up you know yeah. when you got like 25 credits you know and play games for hours without having
0: to, you know, shove our quarters into it. It was pretty cool. That is cool. I have a couple questions, Tim. So, so Tim, you, (laughs) yeah, go go ahead, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, so, I mean, I have so many, but, um, so (laughs) what, um, first question. So on one of the, I know it's, I know it's probably going to be pretty different based on the project itself, but what is one of these masks? What kind of time, does that take for you to do? So if somebody's like, "Hey, I want you to to make this mask for me," and you guys agree on, "Okay, we're gonna do it," what what is what what is a project like this? How long does it take you?
1: Um, it it varies obviously with the project. Um, well, like that, maybe the
2: one you showed us, like like that, as an example. How yeah, long-
1: the one that I showed you that was just something I wanted to do to hang up in my studio. I, I've got when you first walk into my studio, there's a wall of characters like this. I call it my wall of weird. And I thought, what a great place to greet. Um, anyway, that that took me probably, I'd say I'm terrible at tracking hours, but the actual sculpture of it probably took me eight hours. Uh, and I do it in a water-based clay called WED, which um, was developed by Disney Studios. WED stands for Walter Elias Disney. And they developed it back when they were doing the sculptures for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, stuff like that. And it's a, it's a regular water-based clay, but it has a glycerin base to it. So you can't put it in a kiln or it would blow up. It was made specifically to sculpt something and then make a mold of that. So that's what I do with these. I, I, I sculpt these in, in that clay, and then I do a plaster mold over the top. And then I clean all the clay out, and I put latex in there, let it skin up pretty good pull it out, you know, put the foam in and paint it up. So maybe start to finish for that character. I probably spent and I don't I don't I don't count the drying time of things. You know, uh I'm gonna say I probably got 20 hours into it.
2: I mean that's a long time, but I mean that's not that's not bad for for how detailed and amazing it looks. I mean I was oh, gonna no. I was gonna guess 30 plus hours, but
1: yeah. Uh In, I used to take that long. Um you know I've got this guy back here. He's a he's a whole head.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so a lot lo- a little bit longer.
1: Fashion project. Um you
0: know, is that somebody something somebody could wear as a whole head?
1: This is actually a foam filled as just as as a display. Um I have one you can get a really good look at him here. Oh, he's pretty. Oh, wow. There you go. This was taken off of designs from a makeup artist by the name of Joel Harlow, who's fantastic. He's in the industry, he does a lot of silicone work. When they rebooted the Hell, Hellboy movie, mm-hmm. uh, he was the makeup artist on that. And there was a scene with all these giants that Hellboy is now battling uh, in a book of the behind the scenes. Uh, there's all these sketches of giants and things that they, that never made it to screen uh, and so this guy is a conglomeration of about four different heads that I went ooh, I like this on this one and ooh, I like this over here and then some things that I that I added as well again I like to use reference when, I, when I'm looking at it um, the plaster I was using when I cast this was just it was a bad plaster and so I only got two two poles out of the mold and the mold was destroyed. So I've got my display head and I've got one that I can paint up and actually do as an over the head, over the head mask.
2: Now do you when you are doing these masks, uh how do you figure out size when you make them for somebody, do you do you take like, is it one of those things where they you measure somebody's head or do you make it just kind of a one you know size specifically that not like a one size fits all but do you get what kind of what i'm saying
1: yeah it's they're they're kind of a one size fits all i i have yeah. uh head head and shoulder forms that um that i'll do this one was just um uh, i i knew the basic size it needed to be uh, to fit over someone's head if i'm doing a mask specifically for someone Uh, It doesn't I don't have to have a cast of their face if I'm doing very specific prosthetics for them, uh, then I would bring them in the studio and take a life cast and then get a plaster head of them and then do all my sculpture and whatnot on it. But these are very generic. So I've got a a generic head and shoulders thing that I will then sculpt over. Uh, And then we when we sculpt and that that's the that's uh, that's the same with any latex mask. Uh, the big things now uh, that are that are huge in the industry are uh, silicone masks, uh, which are sculpted to be slightly smaller. So when you put it on someone's head, it really, you know, really grabs, you know, to their features. Um, I don't, I don't do any of that. The silicone works a little harder to do. I do silicone appliances, but I don't do these big, big pullover things. But when we're doing latex heads, we have to um, we have to sculpt the head larger than normal because um, latex shrinks as it dries. Um, so when we put it in the mold, and as it dries, it's going to shrink a little bit, and so we have to make it slightly larger. So when it does shrink, it'll still fit over somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that question, Amber. Um, I don't. Um, I do not do uh, local haunted houses. That's that's quick work, and I'm not a I'm not a quick guy. I like to take my time and make sure everything looks right. And I have many friends who are makeup artists, uh makeup artists that work in the haunt industry, um, and a lot of it uh, ends up being a lot of airbrushing. Uh, and I'm not a quick airbrusher um, when I'm at home in the studio and I'm working on a particular head or something, I I uh, go between an airbrush and just traditional brushes or even sponges when I'm painting. I like to take my time with it. Uh, the haunt industry is quick. You got to get untold number of performers ready uh for the haunt and so it's usually just a lot of basic makeups and things they don't do a lot of uh full prosthetics for anything if anything they'll do a an over the head thing like i've got this zombie back here uh which is an over the head thing that i made uh last year
0: i was gonna ask you if you did zombies
1: oh yeah yeah the 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 funny thing is is i can do them and i've done a lot of them um I would prefer to be on Lord of the Rings or something and do uh, fantasy creatures and characters. That's really my wheelhouse. Uh, But years ago, um, I moved up to Spokane for about five months and worked on the show Z Nation, which is a zombie show. And I was hired for season five to be the shop tech and on-set makeup artist. So they only brought me on set when we had zombie days where we had like hey we've got 38 background zombies so the whole crew would come in and our whole crew was just six people um we'd come in and we'd have 30 minutes per zombie to airbrush the background guys and and get them all ready but usually during the day and my day was a 12 and a half hour day i was in the shop and i would create uh, a good deal of what uh ended up on screen that season the the makeups uh i'd do the sculpting and mold making and and all that so we had another one or two guys that worked in the shop with me but mostly they were on set um so there was a lot of just long days with just being sitting in there listening to audiobooks um and doing zombies I'd, I'd come in i i loved it i'd come in and we had a whiteboard it was the job board i'd come in on a monday and it would say we need such and such on these days. You know, Thursday we need three full size burnt bodies. All right. So I knew what I was doing, you know, for the next couple of days. So
0: did you ever go home and say, Yeah, I got and got to do some burnt bodies today?
1: Well, I I told my wife all the stuff that I did. She was like, Oh, that's interesting. You yeah. <laughs> know <laughs> the, the, the part that would make me nervous is um when i'd have to deliver these to set and i thought you know i hope i don't ever get pulled over for anything because <laughs> if they open the back of my van there's going to be all these body parts and you know Chris's bodies and skeletal things you know like that i'm going to be in trouble
2: i would just go with it at that point you get pulled over
1: this there's a zombie apocalypse just you know <laughs>
2: just gun it hopefully they see the dead zombies in the back and they believe you
1: Well, the funny thing is, is on my van, I've got a sticker that says zombie (laughs) apocalypse, uh, response team.
2: (laughs) Speaking of your wife, I have to say this one you did of her on her. I don't know what one you call this. It looks like it's from about 34 weeks back, but it's the play-by-play that where she's got the beanie or the hat on. (laughs) yeah that is oh my goodness that's crazy and
1: and and she knows i love doing that stuff and i don't get a lot of people coming in to have full prosthetics done uh but she said yeah you you want to just use some makeup on me today and i said sure uh and so i i I love showing that to people because i say would you like to see a picture of my wife i just did makeup on you know that's
2: thinking, what that's what you. caught my eye it says when your wife lets you do your makeup and i'm like wait wait a <laughs> second <laughs> i'm looking at this i'm like holy cow is that a is that based like i know you said i do a lot of the same stuff when i do get artsy and i take little bits and pieces is is this character based on anything from a show that i'm not remembering or is that you just just we said, did this
1: yeah these different uh different pieces um there's a company. So I make my own prosthetics. I can, I can do that. I, it's just not as fun and it's a longer process. Mm -hmm. So there's a company that I have uh, purchased from uh, over the last five or six years down in LA called RBFX. And I I buy some from a little something from them every month, every other month, something like that. And over the years, I've got quite, quite a stockpile. And so we just had these generic pieces, uh, uh, kind of a, the rim of the face and we had the nose and hey let's try this nose that looks good and as we we're doing it she goes hey why don't you put a mustache on me and so I did the mustache and so it was just it was just a fun fun thing for for uh RBFX stuff I've got i got one of their pieces here. This is uh this is one of their lion pieces. It's, uh, they, they work with the top sculptors, some of the top sculptors in the industry. You know, you, you would glue that on someone and then do all the paint and hair work to make it look really cool.
2: Are those, uh, when you do do that, is that, uh, are, are you able to wash all that makeup and stuff off then? So you can, you can create and paint it different ways, or is it once you paint it and put that stuff on it, it's kind of just, you should leave it.
1: Painting-wise, you can paint over something you've done, especially if you mm-hmm. haven't done any hair work over the piece. Yeah, but all these all these prosthetics are are what we call one and duns. One and dones um, Okay. And so, if we were doing a film, and uh, we had a character, you know, like that, almost like, uh, um, you know, the old show Beauty and the Beast with Ron Perlman. He had the. He was I the love that show it was a great show Uh, new piece on him every single day that they shot uh and and what they do kind of as a standard is if they have a primary character like that that has prosthetics they will have two or three extra pieces per day so think two to three pieces made every single day for the run of the shoot because if something happens and they need to Repair it or take it off. They have an extra set right there that they can put on and start the process again. Uh, and those those makeups, they can they can last depending on the intricacy of the character. They can last anywhere from three to ten hours to, to put something on. Uh, and so you know, you think those poor actors that that uh, hey, you know, we got to be on set at 7 a.m., which means the makeup artists are are there you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning trying to, to, to get them all all ready to go. Um, I worked on a show just a, a little bit uh, called The Birch, um, and that's on Facebook Watch. They've done, I think, two seasons, but um, I worked for a week on season one, um, and I was one of the makeup artists that got this Birch character into makeup. All the pieces cost done. you know, Makeup pieces and stuff were were shipped up from L.A. Uh, and then um, me and uh, the other makeup artist, Claire, who was the on-set lead, we would get Sky into his makeup. Well, he was, I mean, he was fully, from the waist up, fully covered. Um, the Contact lenses, dental appliances, you know, he was in it. And he'd be in that thing for... 14 hours you know 12 to 14 hours and then we had an hour or so at the end of the shoot to each day to get him out of that so the suit performers and things like that they're good I mean they they go through a lot
2: yeah well I see here too it looks like you don't um I see this gears of war influence thing. so that's that's even past doing a mask you did like a full test Um, um
1: I do what's called foam smithing uh, i've only been doing that for a handful of years now um and in fact that you bring that up i've got it sitting right here
2: oh perfect because i'm looking at the, yeah that yeah. cool
1: so this this is the chest armor though so it's 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 complex and yeah. It also lights up here. I learned how to solder to be able to do that. Um, (laughs) There's a guy named uh, Steve and he runs SKS Props. Uh, And he is a master builder and um, he put out patterns for Gears of War. Uh, I'm waiting for the complete stuff because he has uh, a belt. And a kind of a cod piece thing, and shin guards, and wrist things that still have yet to come out. But he has a YouTube channel, SKS Props, and uh, he does step by step. Here's how you build it, and he offers offers his patterns uh, on his site for free. Um, but he also has a Patreon, so you know people want to give money towards. Uh, the patterns and which I certainly do, everything that I download from him I, I I put money in because he's doing all the work to make those patterns and whatnot. that that took me for him, it was about six videos to show you how to do it. Um, it probably it probably took me about three weeks or so to to put that together. And I just finished it the other day. I just, whenever those pictures came up where it was the last thing that i had finished that piece and that's just the main part of it I still have other stuff to do but you can do other stuff with with foam smithing as well I make these these uh, orc helmets
2: yeah those are cool
1: um you know and it's just uh, this one the base of it was just the kind of foam you buy at uh, harbor freight tools you slap down on your garage floor so you don't get fatigued while you're standing yeah so, but steve also puts out uh his sks foam which is the bulk of of uh, what i did the gears of war with but you could do anything uh, helmets armor weapons uh it's it's amazing um, i've
2: been adding all these people since we've been talking yeah <laughs> all their instagrams cuz there's so much stuff on them oh, and yeah. even yours it's just it's never ending and they're all well, so all cool over the
1: map on mine yeah <laughs> I mean, why just do one thing, right? Um, but yeah, SKS prop. The other one is uh, the Evil Ted channel. I don't know what his Instagram is, but he's also a maker. Um, uh, has been doing it for years. Also does videos on how to, how to how to build things. And there's plenty of guys out there that that do this, and some amazing uh, female artists that are just doing some mind bending. Uh, builds themselves so it's huge i i'm newer to it so i don't know actually how many years it's been around um but i think that particular uh, niche of the industry is just growing and expanding yeah.
2: yeah it's yeah it seems pretty interesting i love this too this one you have that your first uh demo that you did for crypticon um uh, the what, i don't know it's, it looks it's like a zombie face
1: okay yeah old
2: I, person yeah the
1: Silicon tends to i tend to do a lot of zombie type type yeah demo them. it looks like a female
2: maybe wearing this too so it's just like oh it's so cool <laughs>
1: long, the long dark hair
2: i think well with the yellow flannel
1: oh okay that was just this last year yeah that's yeah friend.
2: 2023 it said
1: <clears throat> emma is quite the the cosplayer herself and when i asked her to uh do this demo with me and i said oh, i'm going to do a zombie on you she was like yeah you know um <laughs> yeah i've been doing crypticon for probably about nine years or so um cool uh, doing a demo artist i'm i'm now part of staff um so i do demos every year i do panels um yeah it's fun uh one of the one of the zombie gals that i did um that year, uh, David Nottington was there. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, one of
0: my favorite movies.
1: I love that movie. Uh, he, what a gracious guy. We we talked uh, there because I'm staff. I can go around the celebrity tables before they open up to to the main public, and, and I had a good chance to talk to him. But I actually talked to him throughout the whole weekend, and I brought her over to show him after the after I was done with a demo it was so funny. He goes, would you mind if I get a selfie with her? I just, no, not at all. So he's got a selfie with her and that was pretty fun.
2: That's cool. Well, I have a couple more questions here. So one, what's uh, this one just curious, what's the longest time that you've ever spent on one single mask, you know, full on?
1: That's a pretty good question. Um, Probably just the sculpting part. I don't, like I say, I get, I get lost. My
2: get in the zone and you're like, I'm not keeping track of time. Here's what my wife says
1: about me. She says, most people occupy space and time. Tim's just occupies space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 25, 30 hours, maybe on something. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I did and I, and I, uh, here's another Instagram place for you to look at, it's called rib FX, R I B FX. And okay. my friend Mike Ribigan runs that. And, um, over the past year, I've sculpted a lot of new heads for, uh, the characters that he creates, he, he uh, uh, creates bodies and creatures for haunted houses all over America. Um but the, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the last one that I just did, which is probably one of the hardest sculpts that I've done yet. Um, is back in the seventies in California, there was a horror TV show host called the sinister Seymour. Um, and he was the, he was the precursor to Elvira, right? She came out probably in the early eighties, I think. Yeah. Um, and the sinister Seymour, he was this gone looking guy all dressed in black you know with a big black hat he would show you know schlocky old black and white horror movies and then he would do his little shtick which is kind of you know elvira kind of picked up the mantle after he passed away but he was huge at Knott's berry farm and every year for september and october Knott's berry farm becomes Knott's scary farm and he would do his thing there at the john wayne theater well, uh, Mike has connections with Knott's somehow. Um, anyway, he, he was hired to do a full Sinister Seymour because Knott's Berry Farm uh, this week is opening the Knott's Scary Farm Museum, celebrating 50 years of Scary Farm. In fact, I'm going down tomorrow to California, uh, and we're going to go to Knott's Scary Farm and, and see the museum that they put together, and Seymour is, is in there. He's one of the displays what was hard about it is there were no really good pictures of him because it's all from the 70s and they're all screenshots from like vhs tapes and things and and it was i i i pulled as many pictures of his face as i could because i needed detail i you know and i got i you know i i thought okay i i've gotten close as i'm gonna get with it with what i have to work with um so he sent it on down to knots and he said the knots historian just was head over heels about how it turned out um uh, we have yet to hear comments from his family because uh, they were going to bring some stuff to knots from the old show uh, to uh, put as part of the display down there so that was tough because i didn't have good reference yeah i'm from california i used to go watch him at knots um but you know that was 40, 50 years ago, something like that. I don't
0: know. Oh, you're not that old. You're younger than me. Yeah. For heaven's sakes. Yeah, so, it's great talking to you, Tim. And uh, again, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do it again? If they want to, if they want to buy something to stick, like, <laughs> as an example, you've got the the this head that you can like stick on a table. Uh, in your like your living room or in your entryway, and it looks real. And it looks like his body is in the cabinet or something.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I also do these little little wall hangings, uh, and I I do a lot of these types of faces with those. But I, I I've done character faces and and monstery faces, um, and I also do I also do um, dental appliances
0: that's pretty cool I, I just i just had a new dental appliance put in so i I get it They're, that's pretty cool oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed oh, wow. indeed so yeah oh, yeah
1: um they go go online they can really one of the best ways to contact me is through instagram these days and it's um just www.castofthousands.com. dot com I don't
0: even know my own website because <laughs> you're too busy doing other stuff and we're going to have to, we're going to have to wrap it up. But uh, um, is there any other questions that you have Mitch before we go?
2: No questions, but I did come up with a cool idea that I thought would be sweet. That little head you had. What yeah. if you did like Christmas ornaments that uh, were those little faces, <laughs> you know, sold those and people uh, could put them on their tree.
1: Okay. I've That's, done that. That's all. I've done small, small like that before. Yeah,
2: um, it's hard to se- see how big it is truly, even through the video. But I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, man, that would be something I'd hang from my tree. <laughs>
1: see, they're they're they little.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. They're, little.
1: they're a little bigger
2: heads. than I thought they were, but.
0: Or well, a shrunken I'm, head I, that the uh, c- that the uh, um c- uh, cannibals did. The Shrunken head, yeah.
1: I did it. I did a thing a ways back where I I told people uh, I could. If you want a bust of yourself done, but as a zombie or crazy, some, you know, I'll do that. And I did it for a photographer and it, it just was great. And I thought, this is it. People are going to be pounded down my doors. Nothing. Um,
2: oh, man, I would have.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised, Kevin. And and I said at the beginning of this thing, I don't know if we'll be able to fill the time with stuff with me. Uh, but we're done. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. It was, very, it was changed. soon.
0: It was a very interesting show. You'll have to come back because uh, Mitch has many more questions for you. Yeah. Oh,
1: I could well, go you know, Also, just get a hold of me anyway. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've already added
2: you. I'm definitely going to contact you about some something. I've got. There's plenty here to get a hold of you about.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate cool. you having me on. That's that's fantastic. I'm I I joke with my friends that I'm one of the best kept secrets in Western Washington.
0: You you, you really are. You're, you're you're extraordinarily talented, and yeah, and you know I hope that you get lots and lots of work and and uh, as, as much work as you want to, and yeah. So, yeah, but nice.
1: uh, oh, I do. This is my full time full time gig?
0: Yep, and we've got uh, another show that we're going to do on KKNW in <laughs> eight minutes, and that one is going to be about uh, um, uh, a lady who has been has reached, written twenty books. One of them has has been three hundred thousand copies. Uh mm. she's won all kinds of awards. Um and it's about living well and 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 stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna have to go do that. But that's on KKNW and that'll be also right here on the YouTube channel. So if you want to hang out for that you can watch that as well. And we'll now, be back I'm gonna- in about
1: seven minutes you guys asking me questions. I have a question for you before I go. Can you find, can we find this on YouTube somewhere or was this just a completely live?
0: It is completely live and then it stays on YouTube. Oh, so, okay. so you go to YouTube and hit the live button and you're, you'll have two out of three pretty faces. We'll be right there in front of you. <laughs>
1: and it's up to the audience to guess. Which, <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's right. <laughs> which one of us wearing a mask. Yeah, one of us should be wearing a mask. We're
1: all, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs>
0: so,
1: We're all so, actually a bunch of weird teenagers, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I love about your work is it's like you never grew up. You you're still that 17 no. year old kid that's in his basement doing uh, masks and stuff like that. I think it's great.
1: Absolutely, I'm I'm really a kid at heart.
0: I am indeed. If you wait right there, we'll be right back, and uh, and then we got to go do something else. But we'll be right back. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.